Hello and welcome to Social Media Ministries. My name is Spencer Kaufman. Thank you for being with us. This is a time of year. We're entering into the Christmas season, so I figure it is appropriate to kick this off with a three-part sermon series leading right up to Christmas, or the week of or after Christmas. So we're going to take this on. For the next three weeks, we're going to talk about uh, something that fits right within the Christmas season. So if this is your first time with us, please consider subscribing to the channel so that you can get updated as we continue to post sermons. In addition, if you're a returning visitor and you have not yet subscribed, do that. Hit the like button on our videos. Follow us on social media. All of those links are in the description below. So please take advantage of them. Today we're talking about something called reading the stars. Now, you may say, well, what, what's reading the stars? What, what's the point of this? Uh, reading the stars, we're talking a little bit deeper. For example, uh, you probably know your zodiac sign, and you may know some constellations like the Big Dipper and the Little Dipper, and maybe you've heard of uh, Orion's Belt and, and certain other areas of the solar system or the galaxy, certain constellations that make, make up uh, groups and clusters of stars. And these were, were made or created or found, they were created by God, but they were discovered by humans and then used uh, early on as a means of navigation. They knew where they were going based on the stars, like, for example, the North Star. And uh, if that's it, that's, that's, what, that's what reading the stars is. That's fine. There's nothing else there. But if you take it further, that's what we're getting into today. So you also may be under the impression that the moon phases affect human behavior, animal behavior, or solar tides, things like that. And that could, is very well uh, possible, very true. Scientifically even, it's proven that uh, the moon phases definitely affect the tides. And so if it affects our Earth in that manner, it's very uh, easy to assume or guess or estimate that it also affects uh, mammalian behavior as well. And really, whether it's scientifically proven or not, uh, there, the, you can definitely see it. So I, I'm sure there is some science behind it, but that's not really reading the stars. That's just how the heavens have an effect on us here on earth. And all of that, that's how God created this. That's how God created the world. For example, the sun. If you don't have enough sun, you don't get enough vitamin D. <clears throat> and sometimes, some people, if they don't have enough sun, they become sad. They get seasonal affective disorder and they need to have special lights in order to improve their mood. And so it's very reasonable that if the sun has effects on human behavior or even mammalian behavior, mammals, then the moon could have effects as well. So that's completely normal, knowing the constellations, using them as a navigation or a means of navigation. That's excellent. If you can navigate by the stars, uh, I'm really impressed and I encourage you. That's a great, great thing to know. And like I said, that's all the further you take it, then you're perfectly fine. However, if you read into these signs a little bit more or a little bit deeper, 
and you look and see how things are lining up or if the planets come in or certain phases of the moon or when we have a new moon for example or uh, if it's a uh, like an orange moon or a blood red moon <clears throat> any of those things if if you read deeper into that kind of between the lines so to speak and you start uh, reading the heavens as a means of interpreting behavior or world events then you're practicing what's called astrology now we're not talking about astrology in the sense of studying the constellations and where the stars are and how far away they are and uh, naming the stars and seeing what type of gases they make etc. Uh, we're talking about the astrology, the definition of astrology that you believe that the course of the stars and how the heavens are set guides and gives guidance to life. So it, it's kind of like that the heavens are determining human and mammal, mammalistic or mammalian behavior and that, that based on what's going on in the heavens, certain things are going to happen here on earth or we have to behave in a certain way or there are signs given uh, for us to do certain things, etc. Things like that. If you attribute power to the constellations and the stars, and you interpret that as signs or omens or horoscopes or things like that, that is when you're taking it too far and it's becoming more of astrology uh, in that sense. <clears throat> Let's take a look at Deuteronomy 4.19. So if you have your Bible, please turn with me. Otherwise, all of the references will be below in the description, Deuteronomy 4.19. And when you look up to the sky and see the sun, the moon, and the stars, all the heavenly array, do not be enticed to bowing down to them and worshiping things the Lord your God has apportioned to all the nations under heaven. A lot of big words there. What does that mean? Well, when you look at the sun, the moon, the stars, they are magnificent. They're very awesome. They can be inspiring, empowering, overwhelming. A lot of awe can be in the stars, in the heavens. And God is saying, do not be enticed to worshiping them. Because yes, the sun has power. Think about it. The sun gives life to the earth. Without the sun, things wouldn't grow. Without the sun, we would feel differently. Without the sun, we wouldn't have solar power. The world would be drastically different. And so a lot of people say, wow, the sun is something that we must worship because it is providing for us. God's saying, no, don't be enticed to worshiping those things because I, God, has, I have created them for this earth. God created them. Therefore, they are not divine. They, they can't be. It's not something that you can bow down and worship. Just like God doesn't want you to worship angels. He wants you to worship Him. God doesn't want you to worship other humans, even though God created us. And God may be in us. You don't worship other humans. We worship God. We don't worship the sun or the moon, even though they provide things for this earth. They make it possible for us to have life on earth. But we don't worship them. Do not be enticed to worshiping them. 
God has put them here for everyone, for the whole world, under heaven. It's something that we need to understand that it can be taken too far. That form of astrology is an art of divination, which really means divining the heavens. Deuteronomy 18, verses 10 and 11 says, Let no one be found among you who sacrifices his son or daughter in the fire, who practices divination or sorcery, interprets omens, engages in witchcraft, or casts spells, or who is a medium, spiritist, or who consults the dead. A lot of things here. Basically what it's saying is, don't let anyone around you do anything that involves evil or that involves seeking the spirits or calling on the dead or bringing things back into this world or giving them more power than they really have. This is a long list, but it's really spells, witchcrafts, mediums, so consulting the dead or psychic ability type things where they're calling on things beyond this world or they're speaking to the supernatural, the demons, because they're here. They're all around. Some people may be able to see them, and that's fine, but then you should, if you, if you are able to see them, then you should use that gift for God rather than trying to talk to the demons. Because guess what? Those demons, they could tell you the future. They know exactly what's going to happen. In fact, there are verses in the New Testament of, of children and boys uh, who were possessed by demons, and the parents of the child, whether it's uh, male or female, they used their child for profit. And people would come to the child and get interpreted, their, their futures interpreted, or they would get their horoscopes or whatever. And it, the demons were casted out. And so what happened was, I think it was the Apostle Paul or any other apostles, if they, they would cast these demons out and then the people would be mad at them because now they lost their ability to read their future. And one, one boy was following the apostles around screaming out who they were for, for days and then finally he got so frustrated and he says, in the name of Jesus I command you come out. And then of course they were upset because that little boy was uh, filled with the demon that predicted the future and that uh, knew kind of ahead of time. It was a traditional modern day, I guess you'd call him a psychic. And so God is saying, do not let anyone be found among you who does these things. And specifically what we're talking about today is the divination of the heavens, giving the heavens more than they are. And why? Why does that matter? Why does, you can understand witchcraft or sorcery, uh, casting spells, even wizardry, things like that. You could see why you're not supposed to go there. Or like the dark magic, uh, talking to the dead, seeking mediums or, or spirits or calling on demons, things like that. That makes more sense. But you say, why, why, what's wrong with the stars? What's wrong with divining the heavens? Well, God is the only one who is divine. There should be no other gods before me. Therefore, if you're attributing uh, holiness or divinity to something else, that's a sin. God doesn't want you to do that. He is a jealous God. So if you're attributing 
uh, power falsely, that's not good. He's not going to appreciate that. God created the sun, the moon, and the stars in the beginning when he created the rest of the world. And he created them for this world. Not to be worshipped. They're not idols. They're part of the world exactly as the dirt is part of the world. Without dirt, we wouldn't be able to live either. We couldn't grow things in the soil. We wouldn't be able to grow. If everything was just rock, if we lived on a big rock, we wouldn't be able to grow. So are we worshiping the, the soil as well as the sun? Because we need the sun just as much as we need the soil. Or the rain or the clouds that are up there? No. Leviticus 19.26, do not practice divination or seek omens. Now, there, this is a very key part, and, and this was also in uh, Deuteronomy here. Omens. Omens are the practice of seeing the signs of the, the heavens or the sky, the, the sun, moon, stars, and then predicting something is going to come because of it. They see what's going on. Hey, these planets are going to align up. This is a bad omen, or this is a good omen, or at this point in time, X, Y, Z will happen, or we need to figure this out because of this. It's interpreting an omen. And so that's why this divination is so dangerous, because it's almost like the stepping stone. All of a sudden, you're reading the stars, understanding astrology, uh, you know, it goes from astronomy, studying everything out there, then it goes to astrology, and now all of a sudden you're starting to get omens and signs, and now you're, you're getting more and more curious. Maybe you can see things lining up, and now you're looking at uh, the zodiac signs, and you're looking at the constellations, and trying to predict human behavior based upon the patterns of the stars, and the time of year, and when people are born, and all of this, and then you're, you're, you're into it, and now you're fascinated. What happens next is you, you might start consulting even more. You might start getting into spells, or witchcraft, or sorcery, or wizardry. And then it could go into speaking with the demons, and, and consulting mediums, and uh, even demon worship, or satanic worship, or dark magic, or things like that. It's a gateway. Keep the gate closed. Do not practice divination or seek omens. The Hebrew word for astrology literally means divining the heavens. So you can study astronomy and know the stars and understand the stars, but do not let it become astrology. That means making the heavens divine. It is a sin, like I said, because only God is divine. 1 Corinthians 8, 6 says, yet for us there is but one God, the Father, from whom all things come and for whom we live. And there is but one Lord, Jesus Christ, through whom all things came and through whom we live. So all of these things, the heavens, came from God. Therefore we are to worship him and thank him for providing us with the sun, moon, and stars so that we can have sustainable life here on earth. And so that we can navigate by day or night. That we can tell time based on where the sun is or based on where the moon is. 
God tells you in the Bible that reading the stars as a means of finding a horoscope, an omen, or a sign is a grave sin. It is. 1 Samuel 15.23 says, For rebellion is like the sin of divination, and arrogance like the evil of idolatry. Because you have rejected the word of Yahweh, he has rejected you as king. Now, of course, this is directed at the king, but it still could be directed at us as we are children of God. And he, Jesus is the king of kings. We are his children. Therefore, we could be royal in an earthly sense. We are heirs to the throne. We're not. It's a heavenly throne. We're not good enough to go there. But in our earthly understanding of how kingship works, we would be of royal descendants. Of course, we're not by blood, so then that would uh, eliminate that. But stick with me on this analogy here. If rebellion is like the sin of divination, that means divining the heavens, practicing astrology, is exactly like rebellion. Now, in these days, rebellion, if it happened, people were executed. They were, it was done. It was shut down. In fact, in the Old Testament, there was a, an instance where there was a rebellion against Moses as leader. And God was, Moses was pleading to God, and God opened up the earth and swallowed up all of the people who were involved in the rebellion. And then there were 250 others who were on the fence or lighting sensors to see uh, what would go out or what would have fire, and God just sent down fire and consumed all 250 of those people as well. And so rebellion is not tolerated at all. Rebellion is like the sin of divination, not tolerated at all. Don't divine the heavens. Don't attribute power to something that doesn't have that power. Arrogance is like the evil of idolatry. Now, how does that relate? Well, in the times when Samuel was speaking this, it, it was going on there, but we can even relate it to itself. Idolatry is worshiping something else. So if you're divining the heavens, it's becoming an idol. And if you're divining the heavens, you've become arrogant, saying that you believe that this is better than God and that you can understand more from that than you can from God. You are becoming proud and arrogant, thinking that you have the ability to do what you cannot do, what you should not do. Thinking that the power doesn't come from God, but it comes from something he created instead. You're being arrogant. You're also being ignorant if you do that. And so when that happens, you'll be rejected. You're, you're sinning, and the wages of sin is death. Now, fortunately, Jesus died for our sins. So if you or someone you know is doing any of this or is taking it a little too far... You can repent and ask for forgiveness and Jesus will forgive you. And as long as you stop sinning, then you'll be fine. You've been saved by grace. The point of this is, God wants you to trust in him, not in the things he created. Don't put your faith in the sun, the moon, or the stars. Put your faith in God because he provides all of those things. He does. In the Old Testament, Elijah prayed for two years that, that rain would not come upon the earth, that the heavens would be stopped. 
He didn't pray to the clouds. He prayed to God and God made it so. And then when it was time to rain, he prayed and God made it rain. He didn't pray to the clouds. For example, uh, some cultures, Native Americans traditionally, you may see it in movies, they do the rain dance or the sun dance or those type of things. What are they doing? They're practicing divination. They're dancing and singing to whatever God they believe brings rain, some type of clouds or God of the earth or the atmosphere. Divination. When they should be focusing on God, because God is the one who makes all things possible. And you say, what does this have to do with the Christmas season? What does this have to do with this period of time in our, in our world and our life? Well, fortunately, it's a three-part sermon series, so you'll have to come back to find out. But this is an intro and a lead-in to topics that we're going to get into in the next couple weeks. You may already have an idea. And in summation, astronomy, knowing sun, moon, stars, phases, uh, constellations, and navigation by, the, by those means is fine. When you practice astrology and divining those heavens, believing that horoscopes and omens and, and behaviors can be interpreted and given and predicted by those, that's when you're taking it a step too far. And why is that a problem? Because it opens up the door, it opens that gate, and it's a gateway into all of the other things. Sorcery, witchcraft, mediums, spirits, uh, all of that stuff that God says stay away from. Shun evil. So don't do it. God doesn't want you to. He wants you to worship him. Let's pray. Lord Jesus, thank you for this message. I ask that uh, everyone would stick with us and that they would uh, internalize and remember this information and know that they need to be on high alert because it's very easy to slip into compliance or to adjust the line and be tolerant of these things when it's very clear that you say we are not to do this. So I ask that if there's anyone in their life that is... Uh, divining the heavens, the sun, moon, and the stars, or practicing any sort of these spells, or wizardry, or witchcraft, or uh, sorcery, that they would take that very seriously. Even in the form of if it's in their books, or their movies, or their TV shows, that they would know that it is not okay. Whatever weird languages or tongues that they may be hearing could have real power, and it could open the door for demons to enter. So, Lord, I ask that they would seek you, the creator of all things, rather than seeking any of these other things that you created. In Jesus' name, amen. Thanks again for being here this week. Join us next week when we jump into, I'll give you a sneak peek, a preview. We're going to talk about the Magi and the wise men that came when Jesus was born. And as you know, this is what the whole Christmas season is wrapped around. So come back next week and we will continue this sermon series. God bless.